Welcome to One Cause Church. Here is another inspirational message from Senior Pastor Eric Holler. We are going to look at the book of Judges. So if you have your Bible, uh, we'll bring uh, the scripture up on the screen. But if you want to follow along in your own Bible, we're going to go to Judges chapter 3 and verse 31. I uh, shared this message a couple years back with our church and um, <clears throat> have some, it just kept coming up in, in my spirit over the last couple of weeks. And I, I feel like the Lord uh, wanted me to deliver this message again to you. And uh, so I'm doing it uh, in obedience to him, but it's, I know you'll be encouraged today by this word. And so I'm excited to bring it to you. I want to take a moment first to just pray. Father, thank you for this time together, Lord. Thank you for all of these families who are gathered together, Lord, and uh, around their computers or TVs or phones or whatever it may be, Lord, and in this service right now. And I pray right now that the peace of God that passes all understanding would guard their hearts and minds. Lord, we take this moment to give attention to you and to your word. Your word is life to those who find it and health to all of our flesh. So we're here to receive from you, Lord, and we say have your way. Father, grant to them the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of Christ. Thank you, Lord, for showing yourself strong on their behalf during this time where some have been su- they've suffered loss, Lord, whether it's in health or whether it's financially, whether it's their job, or whatever it may be. I thank you, Lord, that you have an answer for every particular challenge that we're facing right now. And Lord, that you would now guard them with your peace. And I thank you, Lord, that with you we always have the victory in Jesus' mighty name. Amen and amen. Praise God. Judges chapter 3, and we're going to go to verse 31. Judges 3, 31. Today's um, message is titled, Against All Odds. It says in verse 31, After him was Shamgar, the son of Anath, who killed 600 men of the Philistines with an ox goad, and he also delivered Israel. This is one of those verses that's pretty easy to read over, especially if you're, you know, kind of in a flow of reading a few chapters a day or something like that. This one might not really stand out to you. It's a very quick, it's a very terse story. Um, But Shamgar also is such a strange name anyway. I mean, uh, it's not a household name for sure, not in our culture. Uh, But there's a lot said, so much packed in this one little verse about him. There's only one other time that he's mentioned in the scriptures. And that is a couple of chapters later when Deborah, who was one of the judges of Israel, offered up this song. And she talked about in the days of or the time of Shamgar, there were these things that happened. And she didn't even mention what happened here in Judges chapter 3, this incredible verse with an incredible story in it. He delivered. That's incredible. The way it ends, he delivered Israel. He delivered Israel. So this one man is facing 601 odds, all right, against a mighty military force, mind you. These, these are the Philistines, all right? They are, this is where Goliath came from. Uh, these are the ones who, who had uh, constructed and built in, incredible armor and, and weaponry. Even the Jews um, gleaned from the Philistines in that way for weapons of warfare. But uh, all that Shamgar did to save the entire nation of Israel is found in this one little verse, but it had massive impact just the same. I want to talk to you today about how 
to discover and to realize the possibilities in the face of overwhelming odds. This very quick story of Shamgar offers keys to all of us right now where we live. And if you'll take these keys and, and use them, you will unlock for yourself your potential uh, to overcome whatever challenges you may be facing today. And those keys are, number one, start where you are. Why don't you say that with me? Start where you are. Number two, use what you have. Let's say that together. Use what you have. And number three, do what you can. Do what you can. Start where you are, use what you have, and do what you can. Shamgar lived somewhere around 3,000 years ago. He was a farmer, and he saved an entire nation with an ox goad. An ox goad, if you don't know what it is, it's a long stick, basically, uh, and with a uh, pointed end. Usually, they would kind of carve the end of it, whittle with, with a knife or something to bring it to a sharp point. And as the farmer's plowing with his oxen, if the oxen became stubborn in the plowing, then he would take that ox goat and just poke the, the back of the leg of the oxen down near his hoof. It's a real tender place there. The skin's very thin, and that would keep the oxen motivated, no doubt, in the farming. So this is what he has. He took this farm tool, this implement, and killed 600 well-armed Philistine soldiers. He sees that his family's under threat. Imagine this, he's just out farming and all of a sudden this army tops the hill and they're marching right onto his, his place. Uh, now this daunting threat has entered his, his property and it's looming toward his family and his, his nation is quickly being overtaken and something comes on Shamgar in this moment. And to do something, to not just allow this to happen, he I mean, this is really incredible. 601 odds, you, you don't beat those odds, but he did. He beat all those odds. He beat 600 Philistines. I don't know what kind of issues you're facing right now in this moment as a result of this world shutdown, but I do have some very good news for you. The Bible tells us this incredible news that is real and that is pertinent to our lives, no matter what we're facing. And that is, with God, all things are possible. Jesus said it like this, if you can believe, all things are possible to those who believe. So we know what God is able to do. He shows us there's, there's this potential, there's this possibility, but our part is to believe it. And when you're believing it, your faith is going to produce an action to take. Uh, the number one action of our faith is our confession, because our mouths, our tongue is leading our life. So Start where you are. You are where you are. And you can begin by just beginning to say what God has said, declaring his promise. It is the mightiest weapon in your hand at the moment. You know, sometimes it feels like that, you know, when you're speaking the scriptures, I, I, I don't know about you, but I have felt like this at times, that when I'm facing a, a certain issue, and so I began to speak God's word into that issue. It feels like just a contradiction, you know? It feels like sometimes those words are just coming out and immediately dropping to the ground. But they are doing something. And if you'll just stay in faith and believe, listen to me, the word of God is all you need. It carries with it the highest authority. And when you come into agreement with it, big things happen. Start where you are. I mean, he's, he's not in a powerful position right? 
he's not in a, in a strategically military position ready for a fight. Uh, he doesn't have any big prestige. He doesn't have war, war accolades. Uh, he doesn't have past experiences as far as war goes. This guy's a farmer, you know. Uh, he doesn't have these big doors open to him. He's out in his field just plowing. He has to start right there where he is. So where is he? He's on his farm. Where are you? You're in your house. You're in your house. Feeling like, what can I do? But there's so much that can be done. So much action that can be taken. Right now, where you are, locked into your house. Because the truth is, if you wait too long, you know, to find out what you're going to do with your life, you're going to find out real quick that you've already done it. And these times of of shutdown are, are still hours made up of hours and minutes and days and, and weeks and months. So remember that time is a precious commodity that has been given to us by God. And you can own every moment uh, should you choose to just start where you are. The book of Zechariah uh, verse four in the Amplified says, who with reason despises the day of small beginnings? Now, right now, it, it looks like <laughs> uh, you're living in a we're all living in a small little world, right, uh, with not much to uh, see and experience. And, you know, as a result, there are a lot of people who are just waiting for the, our country to open up. They're, they're just waiting for that stimulus check to hit their bank. They're waiting for that break. They're, they're waiting to get back to work. Uh, but that really is not the key, though, that, sh- that we're learning from Shamgar here to, in order for us to be able to overcome and win. The key is to start where you are. That's the success, to start where you are. And not, not if things get better or not when things get better, uh, not if, you know, you were somebody else or if you were in some other time. No, right now, right now is where you need to start where you are. The truth is, what was before is what it is. And where we are right now is where we are. And God is with us in our present situation. He's with us in this moment, and He has victory plan for you. He needs you. He needs you to call on him. He needs you to put your faith in action and, um, and take charge of where you are right now. Amen. There's, there's no point in living in yesterday anyway. You know, your, your past is, is a life lesson. It's not a life sentence, right? There's so much more ahead of you. And your right now life of faith is, uh, can't really be realized if you're looking at what should have happened or what could have happened or, or, or what will happen right now is where we are. So you got to start there. And God, remember, you've been born at this time. You were born for this particular dispensation of time. The Lord knew Corona was going to be here in your life. And so he has a plan for you. He has solutions. And uh, so he has that purpose. Your real purpose is to have a relationship with him. That's really why we're created. The number one reason why God created us is to know him, to love him, and for him to know us and to love us. And you can do a lot of things about your relationship with the Lord while your life is somewhat on hold. And uh, there are things to do, no doubt. And he has great plans for us. But remember, knowing him is the greatest thing. Knowing him is what life is really all about. God is in this moment. I, I know for me particularly, there are times in my life that I feel that sometimes God's way ahead of me and I'm, 
and I'm lagging behind for whatever reason. And I, you know, I feel like I'm I'm just saying this is what I feel like sometimes that I'm not where I'm supposed to be, you know, where God's kind of waiting at the finished product area, the finish line, like, hello, hey, why is it taking you so long? And you need to hurry up and get over here. But God is not distant. God is with me. God is with you right now. He's, he's not waiting for you somewhere down the road. He's a very present help in time of need. Amen. That's always good news, right? To know that he's with you right now where you are. So then, since you are where you are, start where you are. Start where you are. And the second key that we're going to take from Shamgar from this passage of scripture is it says that he killed 600 men of the Philistines with an ox goat. The second key is to use what you have. Use what, what do you have? Uh, His resources are extremely limited. As a matter of fact, Shamgar's name means sword. (laughs) Wouldn't he love to have a sword in his hand right now? But instead, he's got a pointy stick, and he does what he can. He's not, as I said, he's not in a powerful position. The enemy's invading. He's got something in his hand, and he begins to apply it at the best of his ability. Uh, God has given you talents. He's given you abilities. He's given you um, gifts that when those things are expressed and exercised, that's when you are seeing God's potential working through your life. Uh, Moses, the greatest figure in the Old Testament, you know, his life was on hold for 40 years after he murdered the Egyptian. He's in a desert for 40 years. I'm quite sure that Moses thought, you know, his life was pretty much over. That that murder of that Egyptian uh, was the end of freedom as he knew it, of being able to go where he wanted to. So now he's in exile and uh, he's been 40 years there. He was 40 years old when he fled to the desert, and now he's been there for 40 years. He must have felt all alone. He must have felt extremely isolated, and uh, knowing that in his heart he had a burden for his people. He, had a, he wanted to see Israel free from, from slavery and brought into the promises of God. He had to be thinking about that on a regular basis, knowing that this promise had come to his father Abraham centuries before that God would bring the people out into a land that he promised them, but it's been so locked away. It's been so long. So much time has gone by. What can possibly happen now? And all of a sudden, in a moment, as he's out herding sheep, something catches his eye. A bush is on fire out there in the middle of the wilderness. And not only does that catch his attention, but really, what really gets his attention is that it's not being consumed by the fire. And so he says, I'm going to go now see why that shrub, why that bush is being uh, is on fire, but not being consumed. And so as he made his way over to that burning bush, all of a sudden this voice speaks out. It's the angel of the Lord. and He says, Moses, Moses. Can you imagine how frightening that must have been? And Moses says, here I am. And he says, take your shoes off. You're standing on holy ground. And he begins to talk to Moses about the very thing that was in Moses' heart. And that is, it's time. I've heard my people's cry, and it's time to get them out, and you're the man to do the job. Well, Moses is um, very reluctant about doing this. He, he's not on board with God. I, I'm sure he's thinking like, God, I'm 80 years old. Are you kidding me? Uh, go find, hey, how about my brother? You know, my brother Aaron. Besides, I stutter a lot. I'm not eloquent in speech. I don't have anything to offer. And then the Lord asks him this interesting question. What is that in your hand, Moses? And, uh, and he has a staff in his hand, you know, a shepherd's staff. And he says, uh, staff, it's not that God needed to know what was in his hand because he didn't know. But what God needed Moses to do 
was to recognize what he had in his hand. It's so easy to overlook the thing that you have in your hand. It's so easy to overlook who you are and what you can offer because sometimes it seems rather insignificant and, and meaningless, but it is not. It is all by design, divine design and purpose. And so he needed to get Moses to see what he had. And then the Lord said, cast it on the ground. So Moses threw the stick on the ground and it became a serpent. And Moses ran from it because he had never seen that thing which, in, which was in his hand in this kind of way. And so now, then the Lord tells him, pick it up by the tail. So Moses picks it up by the tail and it becomes a rod in his hand again. And when Moses did what the Lord told him to do, that is to recognize and then to follow God's instruction with what was in his hand, Moses saw the supernatural possibility. He saw the supernatural capability. He saw the partnership of a man and his God. Listen, what you have was put there by God was given to you by God. Take that thing, submit it to Him, whatever that is, and say, Lord, I will do with what I have if you'll use it. I'll submit it to you. And I'm sorry if you know, I've overlooked this thing and, and, and despised this thing. I want to experience the God kind of life. I want to experience those miracles, the supernatural things. You will. You will. Amen. Because he's a supernatural God and he's able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we could ask or think. And so they finally have this this meeting. And later on, that same staff that was just used for all of those years to herd sheep and, uh, you know, to to use it as a walking stick, walking across that rocky terrain. That same rod, Moses would lift over the Red Sea and watch it part in half. He would see the supernatural demonstration of God's power and his hand in his life and in the life of Israel. He would also uh, use that rod and, and blood. Uh, the, the, the Nile River would turn to blood. He would also take that rod and he would strike a rock out there in the wilderness when the children of Israel had been brought out and they were thirsty. And, and he struck that rock and water came pouring out of that rock to, feed, or to quench the thirst of so many people. What you have in your hand, God can and he will do miracles with it. Praise God. Just remember that God has given you and resourced you what you need for right now. Don't think too much about what's really in your heart so much and what's distant from you. Ask the Lord to help you. Show me, God, what is it in my hand that you've put here that can do miracles, that, that I, where I can access and and activate the purpose of God more and more in my life. Use what you've got. Shamgar didn't have a chance facing those odds. The only chance he had was that God was on his side because he was a son of Israel. And if he would just use what he had, start where he was, this is when he would see the power of God on his side. Now, this last thought for just a moment, uh, this last key that we're going to pull from him is to do what you can. Do what you can. He did what he could. God's not expecting you to do what you can't do, but he is expecting you to do what you can do. Amen. He's, he's reasonable that way. He loves you. Use what you have. Do what you can, and you let God resource you with his ability 
Remember the scripture that says, not by might, not by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. The very same spirit that raised our Lord Jesus from the dead lives in you right now in this moment. That same power that brought him up, not only from the dead, but a death that he would no longer die. He would never die again. Jesus is alive forevermore. And that same life-giving spirit, that same power is in you, that same resource, that same capability. So remember that. You do what you can in the natural, right? You do you, you, whatever, God, you want me to do. I'll do it. What can you do? Well, you can pray, can't you? You can pray. You can open your mouth and, and make your request known to God. You can encourage other people. You know, when you pray, you, things get released in that way. This is, this is where that, those, that potential uh, of the miraculous gets known. Because Jesus said, whatever things you desire, when you pray, believe you receive them and you will have them. He also said, you can say to this mountain, be removed, and it'll be cast into the sea. But you must believe and not doubt. That's the key, that we keep our faith engaged and, and pray those kinds of prayers. You can do that. You can talk to God. You can encourage others. You can give, you know, and I want to encourage you to do that uh, during this time and, and engage in, in the house of God by giving because Jesus said where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. And if you'll just give what you can, watch what God will do because he watches over his word to perform it and he is very good at keeping his promises. So far, I think he's done it 100% of the time. <laughs> Amen. Whatever things you desire, when you pray. When you pray. So do that. You can speak. Say what God says. Declare his promises. You know, on our app, we have uh, daily proclamations. And, and you can go to that app, open up those daily proclamations, and speak those over your own life, over your family. You can do something, and you can change your entire life. Uh, situation. These odds, the truth is, no matter how many are stacked against you, they don't really stand a chance. They don't stand a chance because it's just a fixed fight already. Jesus has already won. He's already purchased it for you. But it is on us to continue to enforce that victory by faith in Jesus, not by our own merit, not by our own strength, but by him and in his name. So remember that. Take these keys. Start where you are. Use what you have and do what you can. And just put them into action right now where you are. And you watch. You watch what God will do. You watch what he'll do with that seemingly insignificant thing that you have in your hand. Praise God, because it's not insignificant. It is there by Almighty God. He has already prepared you with what you have for every good work. Amen. Father, thank you. Thank you, Lord, for these wonderful promises. Thank you, Lord, for the the truths that we glean from this story today. And I thank you, God, that you help us to be people who are active agents in faith, that we are ready at all times and willing to do what we can, to use what we have, and to start, Lord, right where we are. Thank you, Lord, for unlocking this potential to your people, unlocking miracles to them and your supernatural ability Lord, during this time, I thank you, Lord. We're not just living for tomorrow, hoping everything gets better right now. Hallelujah. Christ is in us, the hope of glory. We thank you even right now, though our circumstances may not show us the evidence of all these things yet, yet we have the word of faith in our heart and in our mouth, and we choose to believe God until we see exactly what you've promised us. In the mighty name of Jesus, amen and amen. Thank you for listening. And we hope you enjoyed the message. 
For more information about One Cause Church, please visit us online at onecausechurch.com.